Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. If you've been following our series of episodes on the conditions and their formulas, we have been discussing the condition of affluence quite extensively, and for a very good reason. I could almost bet that there isn't a single listener to this podcast who has not experienced the mishandling of an affluence and doesn't have a few bloody noses or bruises as a result. Let's get ready to rumble! As Elron Hubbard has said, quote, Affluence is the most touchy condition there is. Misname it or handle it off formula and it can kill you. It is, strangely enough, the most dangerous of all the conditions in that if you don't spot it and apply the formula, you spatter all over the street. Spot and handle it right, and it's a rocket ride. L. Ron Hubbard. So, forgive me if I dwell on this, but I would much rather help put you on a rocket than have you go splat. For first-time listeners who are wondering what the heck we're talking about, a condition is an operating state of existence. It was discovered by Mr. Hubbard that every living thing operates in a spectrum of conditions as low as confusion at the very bottom all the way to power at the top. And that every condition has a formula which executed step-by-step brings one from one operating state to the next one above it in this spectrum or scale. We are currently discussing a very high condition called affluence. Survival can always be measured statistically, whether in terms of money, value of services delivered, affluence measured in terms of pleasurable hours spent with one's family, affluence in terms of weight loss or muscle strength, Affluence can always be measured, and affluence is defined as the condition of an area or a person whose statistic is going steeply up, whether it's up steeply for one week or up steeply from its last point week after week after week. That's called an affluence condition. So if you're making, you know, 10 grand a week, next week you're making 15 grand, next week you're making 20 grand, now that's an affluence. That's a financial affluence. If you're working on your marathon time and you did five hours and then you chopped it down to four hours and 45 minutes and four hours and 30 minutes week after week, man, you're in an affluence on reducing your time in terms of running your marathon, right? So here's the point. Even though affluence can be a steep rise of any survival statistic, most think of affluence in terms of finance. They're thinking about it in terms of money. But it can also be in terms of action. If you're a runner and you're experiencing an affluence in terms of reducing the time it takes you to run a marathon, like we just went over, this, of course, would be an upside-down graph, right? You'd mark your graph up as you reduce your time. Or if you're trying to lose weight, say, if you experience a very healthy weight loss, paying every bill, which is one of the steps of the affluence formula we've been going over past few episodes, is not necessarily going to help you maintain that affluence, or go into a condition of power as a marathon runner. You could also have an affluence in terms of action in a company. 
if you're running a medical clinic, for instance, and suddenly you're able to see way more patients per hour than you could before, again, this is an action affluence, not necessarily a financial affluence, though obviously such affluences do tend to show up in finance sooner or later. But the affluence formula we've been going over is applied in an affluence in finance. And the steps are, in a short form, per Mr. Hubbard, one, economize. Two, pay every bill. Three, invest remainder in service facilities. Four, discover what caused the affluence and strengthen it. So in a very abbreviated way, that's the affluence formula for finance. So what do you do when the affluence is in terms of what L. Ron Hubbard refers to as, quote, forward action, end quote. Uh, By the way, we're not just talking about action. I've been in plenty of situations where I see a lot of, quote, action, end quote, but it ain't moving forward. People are running into each other. So we're talking about action in terms of forward progress, not dispersed action. May as well clear a couple of terms here. What does dispersed actually mean? It means scattered in all directions. So if you have a hall and you need to set it up for an event and you just tell everyone to set up the hall with no effort to coordinate or organize anything, you'll probably get a good example of scattered in all directions or dispersal, at least initially. This can also happen with your attention. Have you ever experienced being unable to focus your attention because you have dispersed attention on dozens of other incomplete projects or cycles, like the argument you have with your spouse in the morning? We have all experienced being dispersed or dispersal, and that's not what you want if you want forward action or progress. Now, Mr. Hubbard uses this term in the action affluence formula we're about to cover, and he also uses another word I'd like to clear with you, and that is the word consolidate. C-O-N-S-O-L-I-D-A-T-E, consolidate. It means, for Mr. Oxford, I have two definitions here. One, make something physically stronger or more solid. Consolidate. Let me give you an example. The first phase of the project is to consolidate the outside walls. So there you're talking about a physical strengthening or making something more solid. But it also has more or less a figurative definition. Definition two, combine a number of things into a single, more effective or coherent, coherent means to sort of come together, whole. All manufacturing activities have been consolidated in new premises. So bringing things together in a harmonious or effective whole, that's consolidating something. comes from uh, early 16th century in the sense of combining into a whole from Latin consolidare, from con together, solidare, to make firm, from solidus, solid. So with these terms under our belts, let's, um, let's review Mr. Hubbard's action affluence formula. You know, I, I really must say, I don't see this formula in as prevalent a usage as I, I think it should be. So, so that's why we decided to devote a whole episode to this. The action affluence formula. This is from Mr. Hubbard. He says, he was describing an affluence that was occurring in one of the organizations that he was involved with. And he says, quote, as this affluence is based on forward action, not finance, it alters the formula. He's referring to, of course, the affluence formula. So then he laid out the exact steps of action affluence, what we call action affluence. 
Step number one, economize on needless or dispersed actions that did not contribute to the present condition. Economize financially by knocking off all waste. You know, it's interesting. If you really look at it, Mr. Hubbard goes into this elsewhere, but, you know, finance is energy. You know, you want to energize an organization, have a big influx of money, and then you will see more energy. Generally speaking, you'll have more resources with which to create more things. So when you're economizing uh, on finance, in a sense, you're economizing on energy as well. But here he's being very specific in the action affluence formula that you're not going to disperse. Now, it's so easy to get dispersed, particularly when you're in affluence. Like, you know, you've got all of a sudden more resources, uh, more finance, more time, and all kinds of things can enter into that. You actually have to be pretty disciplined. This is why, you know, in the finance formula, the first step is economize because person all of a sudden gets a bunch of money, first thing they want to do is spend it all. So he says, no, 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 no. First step, economize. Like, you don't want to squander that energy. And you'll find the same thing in a group organization. You know, let's go back to our marathon runner. Man, I'm doing great. I can actually go way easier on my sleep. I can go easier on my training. I can go easier on my diet. And all of a sudden, he's dispersing He's, he's not staying focused or she is not staying focused on her goal or target as a marathon runner. They've become dispersed. You know, maybe they're starting to go into a star category as a marathon runner. Next thing you know, they're being interviewed and they're supposed to, you know, fly to some location to represent marathon running. Or, you know, as your, as your notoriety or fame increases, as you go into an affluence in terms of a competence level, and now all of a sudden you're kind of an all-star, and next thing you know, everybody wants your attention, and you can disperse. No, do not disperse. That's a clear violation of action affluence. You want to economize on needless or dispersed actions that did not contribute to the present condition. Did being interviewed by different media outlets contribute? To your affluence? No? Well, you better economize on that. You know, maybe you do one here and there, but you better not get distracted. You better not get dispersed if you're seeking your goal. Or uh, let's say the group, you know, is all of a sudden becoming way more efficient. You have an auto repair shop and the jobs are coming in that way more quickly now. You've instituted some systems and all of a sudden you have an affluence in terms of productivity. Well, don't squander that time now by making sure, you know, by, oh, well, you know, let's, uh, we have all this time now. Why don't we put a ping pong table in the back or something like that? Or, you know, why don't we have a pool table since we, you know, we have this, these breaks between gigs or between jobs or we have more free time? No, that did not, the pool table did not contribute. The ping pong table did not contribute. Nothing wrong with, you know, recreation, of course, but it has its place. It is not part of your affluence. So it didn't contribute to your current affluence. So don't involve yourself with that. It's going to be a distraction, right? It's going to be dispersing. All right, so that's step one, economize. Two, make every action count and don't engage in any useless actions. Every new action to contribute and be of the same kind as did contribute. 
Now, this is where being very alert and observant is important. What is actually causing these affluences? What actions are causing those? Well, you know, we were training and uh, we had an affluence. And I noticed that uh, I had an affluence in my uh, endurance because I started taking better care of my nutrition. Okay. So uh, learning a little bit more about nutrition and even fine-tuning your diet and your supplements and so forth, that contributed to the affluence. So let's make that count and let's make sure that any new things that we add are actually contributing to what made the affluence. So better research into nutrition, better research into supplements is of the same kind of action that made us have a better time as a marathon runner. So Let's keep working on that point because it did contribute. You see, it's not a dispersal. Okay, number three, consolidate all gains. Any place we have gotten a gain, we keep it. Don't let things relax or go downhill or roller coaster. Any advantage or gain we have, keep it, maintain it. Boy, oh boy, is there ever a temptation in an affluence to go slack? There really is. Oh, let's have a party. Well, Sure, have a party, but make sure it's not during the times that are critical to uh, sustain the affluence or that contributed to the affluence, okay? Come on in on a Friday evening or whatever and do your party, but don't make it such that uh, because we now have this affluence, we can take the afternoon off or go slack in some way. We worked our guts out to get where we are. You know, I'm uh, a lot of the listeners, if you've been listening, know I'm a hockey fan. I have a team I'm, I'm very loyal to have been since I was, you know, 10 years old. And, uh, you know, they seem to be pulling it together this year. And they've, you can see that one of the things that has improved is the teamwork and the passion with which all the players are playing. Players that don't have that passion are being basically routed off of the team. And instead, they're actually doing a pretty good job of this action affluence. They're looking for players that are of the same type that I've already contributed to the affluence or plugging those guys in. Do the same thing in your own hiring. You know, you know, we have uh, one of the things that contribute to the affluence, of course, is that we have selected, you know, a certain category of personnel, a certain level of tone, as we say. Let's not start violating that. Let's not go slack on that. Let's consolidate our gains. Let's find more guys that we can contribute to the team of that same sort. Got in the game, we're going to keep it. We're not going to now start hiring our, our cousins because uh, we're doing so well. So now, uh, you know, let's give a job to the family. No, again, I know I sound kind of like a heartless bastard, but the point is, if you do those things, realize that you're going to violate your action affluence. If you've got a very good recruitment system going, get it written up, consolidate it. You know, this is a person doing the hiring. Let's make sure they do a write-up of What are their effective and successful actions so we can consolidate or strengthen or make more solid those actions? Uh, This can be particularly important if you start promoting people. Now, it's a great way to lose affluences. You know, because there's been an affluence, we tend to want to promote people. Understandably so. We should probably cover this in a separate episode at some point, but remember this. It's not the person per se that is causing the affluences. It's what they are doing that is causing the affluences. So you're certainly welcome to promote someone 
It might even be um, an application of the action and affluence formula. Maybe you're consolidating uh, by building up your executive structure. That would be a consolidation step. But if you are going to promote somebody, you better make darn sure that those actions that they are doing are well isolated, well documented, and well turned over because that's not going to consolidate. That's not going to strengthen. Okay, you're going to end up with a weaker situation and you're going to break your affluence. Okay, so he says, any advantage or gain we have, keep it, maintain it. Make sure those actions stay in place. All right, know what they are and make sure you keep them in effect and strengthen them by writing them up or creating routing forms for them or checklists for them and so forth. These are all things that you can do to consolidate and maintain and keep things that have caused your affluence, the gains that you've had, okay? All right, step four, discover for yourself what caused the condition of affluence in your immediate area and strengthen it. Yeah, we covered this in a lot of detail in the last episode. In fact, if you haven't heard the episode before this one, can't remember where we're at in our sequences here, hold on. Okay, so this is number 22. And our series on the conditions and their formulas, this is number 22. So listen to number 21, for which is on the affluence formula itself. I would like you to review that one rather than beat this to death again in this episode. How exactly do you strengthen the cause of an affluence? You don't strengthen it by just doing more of it. You strengthen it by finding the weak areas around it that need to be handled to strengthen it. If you want a better explanation or a more complete explanation, listen to the episode before this one, which would be episode 21, okay? But step four, discover for yourself what caused a condition of affluence in your immediate area and strengthen. Let's take our marathoner, okay? He did discover that the nutritional regimen is improving his time, okay? So he's going to strengthen that. How? By eating more food? No, not necessarily. It could be that he looks around and he sees that he actually is running a risk of injury. He's had some injuries before. One of the weak areas in his regimen is flexibility. Oh, yeah, I'm doing great on nutrition. My times are improving. But, you know, I've noticed that my flexibility issues are not really perfect. I can strengthen what I've accomplished through nutrition by handling and improving the flexibility. So now you've actually strengthened what caused the affluence. You found what caused it and now you're strengthening it. Don't drop it out. Okay. You can always improve it like we went over earlier. You can consolidate it. You can make sure you don't engage in any useless actions. These are the earlier steps of the formula. But when it comes to strengthening it, you're looking for the weak areas that handled will strengthen the cause of the affluence. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. So action affluence is very, very similar, obviously, to the affluence formula. You could, in a sense, extrapolate from the financial formula to arrive at the action affluence formula on your own. But here, Mr. Hubbard's done it for you. You did all this research. Use it. Use the action affluence when you have an affluence in forward action in progress. Okay in terms of doing this. So um, if you use this along with your financial formula, you should arrive at power in short order. I'm going to cover one more episode on affluence, which is how to handle a broken affluence, since I'm sure many of you have broken an affluence before. 
I know uh, we certainly have over here. I've done that my share of that. There is a way to handle broken affluences, and that will be covered in our next episode. Then we're going to leave affluence and go to the power condition, okay? We did spend a lot of time on this, but I think it's time well spent. Learn your affluence formula well, because your route to power is through affluence, but it's the most dangerous condition there is. So take your time to learn it well and use it with some precision and you'll be all set. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. That's the end of this episode. Leave us your comments, please, and give us a like if you liked what you learned. And you can always write us at info at wiseeastus.org. East is spelled out, by the way, E-A-S-T. Info at wiseeastus.org. Drop us a line. We always answer. And we'd love to hear from you. So thank you very much once again for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.